Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Even If podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lowe, and as always, I'm so very glad that you're with us today. If you're joining me today, either on audio or on YouTube, because we have added the YouTube to our hosting platform, and we're able to share these now, not only on audio, but in a video format as well. And I just want to tell you that if you're watching it online on YouTube, you may see my dogs in the background. We're having work done at our house and they cannot roam freely right now. And I don't want my sweet editor to have to edit out all of the dog barking in the background. So I know they'll be quiet if they'll just stay here. So you may see them in the background. It's Rufus and Lola. They're my babies. I call them my little sidekicks. And so anyways, they're joining us in studio today. But if you're on audio, just disregard. Okay, if you haven't, you know I always say this. Subscribe if you're listening to this podcast so that you always get episodes every Tuesday. And if you aren't getting our newsletter each week, go over to evenifpodcast.com and click that sign up for that newsletter. So believe it or not, y'all, we're already back in August. Summer is quickly drawing to an end and some of you are already back in school. And I want you to know I've really enjoyed this summer series. I hope you've liked it. I hope that it stirred up some conversations in you and with your family. I want this podcast to meet you where you are. And I would love to hear some feedback from you on what you want more of. So if you want more guests, if you want more tips and things to change your walk or help you grow in your walk, I want to know what subjects you want to talk about. I want to hear any feedback you have. So our email address will be in the show notes, or you can hit us up on Facebook or Instagram or threads because I'm on threads now too. And so, hey, there you go. Let's get started on that. So find me over there too, if you want to. Last thing before we jump into today's episode is I have a special announcement for you at the end of the show. So stay tuned for that. Today, we are still in our conversation series, even though I know some of y'all are already back at school. I have to make a confession to y'all today. You know about the Grand Theft Auto by now and how I stole a couple of cars when I was in junior high, but I just want to go ahead and admit to y'all that I'm also an unconvicted felon and my life of crime apparently started at a very early age. I say this all tongue in cheek, y'all, but it is kind of a funny story. So I'm excited to share it with y'all today. Oh, I have to tell you, my friend Amber, I saw her over the weekend and she says to me that she's driving down the road when she was listening to the episode from June about where I told y'all about stealing the cars. And uh, she was like, who are you? She was like, and I didn't know you had stolen cars. So she's in for another uh, jaw-dropping story today because yeah, I'm an an unconvicted felon. There you go. (laughs) Okay. Anyways, I won't keep you in suspense. Without further ado, let's get started. So when I was in the third grade, my friend and I decided that it would be super fun to mail each other letters. We were living in Anson, Texas, and we lived on the outskirts of town in a little rent house. And my friend's parents, you know, they had a little ranch from us about two miles down the road. I saw this kid like every day at school and we spent the night with each other all the time. But we didn't have text message or email. We didn't have computers Your primary method of communication still back at that point was phone or or writing letters to each other. And so 
we just thought it'd be fun. And so she'd write me a letter and I'd write her a letter. And we just, you know, like, oh, I'm so excited to spend the night with you this weekend. It was just silly. This went back and forth for a while till one day. Well, you see what happened was my mom comes in and she'd gone outside to go get the mail and she comes back from the mail and she's got like this quizzical look on her face because there's this manila envelope that has just my name on it. It just says Christy Miller written on the envelope and inside was the most recent letter I had mailed my friend. You see what had happened was this friend and I, we had been going back and forth for a couple of weeks with it. And each time my friend sent me a letter, I'd cut the stamp off of her envelope. I'd tape it onto my envelope that I was mailing her. And then I'd go take it out to the mailbox and then send it off to her house. Right? No big deal. I didn't have any stamps at my house and I didn't want to let that slow me down. So I just repurposed the ones that she had sent me. (laughs) And as it turns out, that is a felony. You cannot reuse stamps. Who knew? I do now. Well, this postman had been kind enough to overlook it first couple of times that it happened. It seems he could probably tell from the envelope covered in like stickers and a child's handwriting that this was definitely a child's doing. And It also helped that we lived in a tiny town and the postman who delivered our mail also delivered her mail and I'm sure he had just figured out what was going on. So I'm sure he just like let it go the first time. And so or it happened a couple of times. I know it happened at least two or three times, but I can't remember exactly how many. You know, I'm sure he just kind of like overlooked it. So I looked it up while I was preparing for this. And even back then, reusing stamps was a felony And if you were convicted of that felony, you could be fined not more than $10,000 and imprisoned for up to five years. So, hey, no bigs. I mean, I know this was a minor-ish kind of thing, but if you're going to live a life of crime, you got to start early, right? Well, this is where it all began, y'all. That postman was just understanding. And I think he was understanding that I just wanted to mail my friend a letter and he let it go out of kindness. I do wonder, like, the second or third, fourth time it happened, I wonder what he thought. Like, at what point did he start to say, like, how long do I let this go on? And should I say something? And I mean, he knew what I was doing was wrong, naturally. I mean, he's the postman. He knows the rules. And you've probably heard it said that grace is the gift we don't deserve. And mercy is not getting the punishment we deserve. And instead of punishing me, for my innocence or my ignorance, he extended a generous helping of mercy and grace. He was merciful. He didn't turn me or my parents into the authorities. And he was gracious because inside that envelope, it wasn't just the letter that I had tried to mail, but he had written me a note and explained that I couldn't reuse the stamps. And then he put two fresh stamps in there so that I could keep sending my friend letters. Isn't that sweet, y'all? I always assumed that he had to have paid for those stamps. And I know that that wasn't a big cost, but somebody had to pay for those stamps. And I've just always assumed that he paid for them out of his pocket because I assumed there wasn't like a program at the U.S. Postal Service for 
free stamps for felons. I don't know if we want to start that program, but you know, (laughs) I'm kidding. But that whole situation, that sounds a lot like Jesus to me too. Mercy, grace, you know, in spiritual terms, Jesus showed up for us with a life-altering amount of mercy and grace, not just free stamps, man, y'all. But because of the cross and his resurrection, we have the gift of mercy we could never repay. I could repay him for some stamps. I could spend my entire life trying to repay Jesus for what he did on the cross for me and you, and we would never, never come close. I mean, in our sinfulness and the chasm between us and the Lord, we deserve eternal damnation, but because of mercy, capital M, mercy, Jesus, we instead get the greatest gift of grace and mercy imaginable to those of us who surrender our lives to Christ. And we get eternity instead of the pits of hell. I am so grateful for the Lord's mercy. How many times have we fallen down, sinned again after we swore we never would? The times I've said things I shouldn't have said, the times I know I've grieved him deeply by the choices I've made. And yet he looks at me with mercy. He looks at you with mercy and he forgives us over and over again. Even on our best days, y'all, we still sin. And I'm going to say this, whether it's intentional sin, like we just like blatantly do it, intentional, willful sin, whether it's accidental or unintentional, or sometimes we sin in ignorance, all of that, God's mercy covers all of that. And he extends grace to us when we deserve a swift kick in the pants. Can anybody relate to that? Sometimes I just need a swift kick in the pants. And Jesus is like, I love you, Christy, even though you're a hot mess express. I wonder about you. Have you seen the Lord's mercy and grace over your life? Has there been a time in your life where you deserved punishment, but you didn't get it? Like me and the stamps? Personally, I think God used that postman to extend mercy and grace to me. The postman was merciful and gracious. But I think that God used that gentleman to teach me in a moment where I needed a lesson. And he can use people in our lives to show us like this, mercy and grace. I was going to stop right here, but I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this. But I know he prompted it in me this morning when I was getting ready. So I know he needs me to share this. It, It was just too much of a a convicting moment. I was thinking through this episode, just like I normally am doing before I start to record one. And and in my spirit, I feel him say to me, Christy, do you realize you never even ask your parents for the stamps you needed? I didn't. I didn't even think about it. I just saw what I needed with her stamp, cut it off, taped it onto the envelope. Well, first of all, I didn't know that it was wrong. But second of all, I didn't even ask my parents for what I needed. I felt him speak into my spirit. They could have given you what you needed, but you didn't even think to ask them for it. How many times do we fail to ask him 
our Heavenly Father who loves us so deeply for what we need? How often do we try to do it in our own strength or in our own stubbornness or pride? I'm just going to leave that right there because I suspect there's somebody who needed to hear that today just as badly as I did. As we're wrapping up today, I want to share something with you. When I got about halfway through recording these episodes from the Summer Conversation Starter Series, it dawned on me that a lot of these stories have been juvenile in nature, lighthearted. You could call them superficial if you wanted to in some regards. And it might be tempting if you don't know me outside of this. I have listeners all over the world at this point, which is insane to me, y'all, by the way. Many of you don't know me. And you might think that my life has just been a walk in the park, and that these are the darkest and the hardest things that I've faced. And oh my gosh, I would love to tell you that this has been the extent of my struggles. And while these stories have been good for us, like to have a launching point, I think it's been good for us to to get to know each other a little better and have a few laughs or just have a few conversations with the Lord and with our people I don't want you to believe the lie that somehow I've had it easier or that somehow this life has just been perfect because it it hasn't. I'll just be blunt. We all have struggles, y'all. We all have real heartache and real struggles that burden us and that challenge our faith. And I mean, let's just be real. You don't start a podcast called Even If. You don't start this ministry about trusting the Lord when it all falls apart, if you don't understand how painful and difficult and heartbreaking life can be. So for the past couple of months, I've been sitting with the Lord and trusting Him to show me what my next steps are. I want to confess to you that I haven't told you a lot of my own even-if story Because I never wanted this podcast to just be about me. I know we've spent the whole summer talking about stupid things I've done. But I mean, I'm using those hopefully for you to learn and grow. But I haven't shared with you some of the hardest places. And starting September 5th, we're starting a new series. And it's one that this is going to be a bold claim, but I think it could change some lives here, y'all. If you've ever looked around at the dumpster fire of your life and thought, is this whole faith thing worth it? If you've ever questioned, is this God that everybody's telling me is good? Is he really good? Is he really faithful? Can he really get me out of this mess I'm in? Can he ever heal the hurt that they did? Can he ever fix the brokenness? Well, if that's you, you're in the right place. Because after a summer of shenanigans, It's time to buckle up for a journey of faith like you've never experienced. And I'm just going to tell you, there's a boldness growing in me. I believe that when God gave us the tools of technology that he has, as he has grown these media platforms and this ability for us to share, what I know is this. In these latter days, I'm not trying to speak into how close I think we are to Jesus coming back. But he is coming back, y'all. And the closer it gets on the kingdom calendar, 
the more urgency I think we're going to sense to get the message of God's grace and his hope and what Jesus offers into as many hands as literally as, as possible. And there is birthing in me a passion to move from any sort of shallow story to getting real with you about my own journey. Because in 2016, my life changed forever. My life fell apart. Let me just be real. And it was never the same after that. I've never really talked publicly about the events, some of them that led up to it, and then the shame, the brokenness, the depression, and some of the things that happened in the aftermath of it. And then (laughs) the best part is how for the past seven years, I have watched the Lord tend to the broken pieces of my life. I've watched him heal wounds in me and take me from this thick, black darkness and into a beautiful place. And it's something only he could do, y'all. This is not about anything I have done. I mean, I've done work. This is about what he has done in my life. And this is what I know. It isn't as much about what happened to me as it is about what God has done in me. And I know with 100% certainty, 1,000, a majillion certainty that if he can fix this hot mess, if he can take the broken places in my life and he can heal them in me, I know without a shadow of a doubt, he can do it for you too. So September 5th, we're going to start. And I'd ask for this. Will you please be praying for myself and my team and my precious editors and us as we are just ramping up to launch this series? Because I fully believe that God is showing up to heal wounds, bind up the brokenhearted, and bring freedom in some areas of people's lives that you have been in bondage to for far too long. I cannot wait. I truly believe this in these last days. He wants us to be free. It is for freedom. Christ set us free. So stand firm then and do not be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. That is Galatians 5.1. And it's in Isaiah where he tells us that he will bind up the brokenhearted. He will heal the wounds and he will set the captives free. And I'm claiming that for all of us. I know he's done it in my life and I ain't ever going back. I've seen his goodness. I have seen what he has done. I've seen him restore areas of relationship in my life that were so broken. I thought they were broken beyond repair. And I've watched him heal and make them beautiful again. Truly, truly beauty from ashes. So mark your calendar, September 5th. We're doing this, y'all. I'm just going to say this. I love you guys. I'm overwhelmed with God's goodness. And I know that part of it is because he is stirring us up. He wants us to live this life and finish this life well. He wants us to live a life of faith that sets our kids and our grandkids and every generation that he allows until Jesus comes back. He wants us to have the tools and the resources to counteract 
this culture that is getting darker by the day. So take the things that he's showing you. Take the talents that he's given us. And I'm just going to tell you, if he's stirring something up in you, listen to it. And let's start moving in the direction of cooperating with Jesus. And I think we're going to be blown away at what all he has in store for each of us. That is going to do it for us today, y'all. Thanks for being here. And as always, good Lord willing, I'll see you again next week.